Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. All right, welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. For today's episode, we're going to talk about a post-sales topic that is becoming more critical to business success as companies really make that shift to software as a service, SaaS, or, or maybe a subscription model. And that topic is really, it's customer success. So my guest today, uh, Bern Risley, is the founder of My Burning Words, LLC. And she has a consulting service that specializes in helping customers build or improve their customer success strategy. Bern also offers both leadership development and customer success coaching to really better and improve the post-sale customer journey and ultimately, the goal here is, hey, how do we ensure a customer's lifetime value as they work with you as a vendor? That's it. So uh, I'm excited to have you on. Burn. welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you again. I was yes. real excited to be yes. on. So thank you. Yeah, it's nice to catch up. So I know Bird from her role as a customer success manager in a previous company. So, well, Bird, let's set the foundation. A lot of my listeners are, are sales or sales leadership types of people in the high tech space. But just in case somebody doesn't know, what is customer success? Well, depends on who you ask, but <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. No, customer success, it's a practice. It's a practice of the post-sale journey of the customer, primarily in subscription-based licensing and a subscription-based licensing model. Um, but again, we're seeing this now with on-prem as well. You know, organizations build out a team of customer success managers to do the orchestration of the journey so the customer is able to achieve the success that they set out for in partnering with you and your solution. So that's that's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. Excellent. All right. Well, so I mean, I'm familiar with customer success primarily from the perspective of, you know, a SaaS offering, but um, when you talk about on-prem, or on-premise type of equipment or assets or whatever whatever it might be, how is customer success teams or roles starting to get more active in that space? Mm, good question. I'm not as familiar. I am familiar with some companies that actually have built out their customer success practice around an on-premise software. So let me tell you what I've learned. And what I've learned is these companies have built out their customer success practice and are beginning to transform their company to a subscription-based licensing mm. model. So that makes a, a whole lot of sense, having that in place so that when they do that transformation, they already have the customer you know, in a good place or in a place where they see the journey. Yeah, you don't want to be building that model out, building that model out as you're deploying your SaaS at the same time, right? Okay, yeah. so now a lot of salespeople listening, why do they care about what happens after mm -hmm. they close the deal? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there, there's there's so many factors involved. Uh, the the first thing that I would say, why should sales care about customer success, is because we put money back in your pocket in two very deliberate ways. And one is we give back more time for you to land. And we also partner with you on expanding your existing base. So there's there's a lot of different types of salespeople. I was one for about 18 years. You know, you have the ones that, you know, love to engage and you have salespeople that like, hey, I'm good. Take it on. You know, tell me when you need me. So with all of that, a, a customer success manager really needs to know how to best manage that that relationship with their sales team, because quite honestly, that is a customer for the customer success manager in partnership right. of your external customer that produces revenue. Yeah. I hope that made sense. Yeah, no, I'm following you. So when you see it done right, where maybe do you have an example or a story about a time where, you know, because we had a higher touch, better experience for the customer, better onboarding, got really the goal here is get them using your stuff faster, quicker, mm-hmm. and more of it. So it's more sticky. And right. ultimately, they want to buy more. Do you have an example of where maybe customer success's role in that helped drive additional business, additional new business that the rep was able to capitalize on? Yeah, sure. I think the very the most important thing is that everyone in the pre-sale process needs to understand why this customer, because we all know that salespeople, you know, will will proactively reach out. So then you engage and then you find that moment of there's an opportunity, right? The idea is to understand why is this solution important? Where does it align with that company's business objectives? So digging into those open-ended questions, whether you're talking to someone maybe on a manager level or whether you have that opportunity to speak to, say, a C-suite or a CFO. CFO is great. But you really do need to know that this is not like an R&D, you know, that's going to be just checked out with a bunch of other of your competitors in the R&D section of the company, that it is truly something aligned with what they need to achieve and why they need to achieve it, because that success is important to them and it's making an impact. So you have to have that impact defined from the very beginning and keep delivering on it. So that's really where it starts. It starts right at the beginning. And you know, you know, Chris, I've always been a huge advocate. Bring your CSM in early, as early as possible. And there's yeah. so many ways you can engage with your CSMs. Well, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I think it, a lot of reps will close a deal, right? Maybe bring their CSM in, maybe right towards the end of the process as we're getting ready to mm-hmm. close or whatever it might be. But, you know, you touched on something there that is a huge value in an asset, right? You're every, if you're a sales rep, every manager, every director, every VP is going to be pushing you to sell towards some value, sell mm-hmm. towards to some business value, some goal that the customer has. And, you know, maybe you've figured it out, but maybe it came late into the deal. Maybe you're successful and you're able to get that first deal. You know, sometimes the first deal is not the biggest one, right. but think about it as the customer success teams digging in. They're helping to get this operationalized. They're helping to get the the customer to get this deployed. They're starting to get more real world examples, more data points from that company, from that customer about what the real business needs are. What are some of their real business problems? And if you're in contact with that customer success rep, 
you can now take that back into your sales cycle with mm-hmm. a lot more specific sales strategy, a lot more specific sales tactics versus just kind of, you know, I don't want to say winging it, but you know, doing your best effort off of just generic research versus real hardcore customer feedback. I mean, to me, that's I've seen that play out a few times, but I don't see a lot of reps taking advantage of that. Yeah, I you know, I I see the same thing. And I'm I'm a big fan of quick wins. I mean, quick wins come from the pre-sale and from the post-sale. So let me give you an example. You can have someone, a sales rep who says, you know, hey, they only want, you know, 100 licenses or something like that, but it's some big name. It's like, you know, a household name company or something. And um, I would expect that that sales rep and the CSM has a strategy based on the knowledge that the sales rep has on how he's going to build the strategy so the CSM can continue with that strategy during the deployment of those 100 licenses. And again, asking the right questions. Who are you talking to? Who does the sales rep know? Who needs to be communicated to on how the project is going? You know, what is some of the feedback you're hearing? These are all things that build onto that sales rep making an additional sale or a bigger sale down the road. Mm-hmm. Now, on the post-sale side, did I do post-sale? Okay, so on the post-sale side, yeah, you have a thousand licenses and customer says, I want everyone to have those licenses by Friday, you know? I want everyone to be using XYZ. That to me is when a CSM has the responsibility to recommend the best way for them to win. And a good quick win is, hey, Mr. Customer, here's how I recommend. Let's get our short list of super users and let them kind of tweak out some of the things that you really want to do with the bigger group and start to deploy out in in smaller chunks. And when you have those short wins, those quick wins, celebrate them. Tell them how great they're doing. Let them know. Let their boss know. Let their boss's boss know. You know, tell the sponsor, hey, do you know what your people are doing? This great, you know, deployment. And we will be on time deploying all, all 1,000 licenses. That's the post sale side. That's what a customer success manager will do in order to make sure that they are successful in their own right. So that quick win ex- mm-hmm. helps you get traction with that customer Absolutely. early out of the gate, then you can continue to build on that. And that's you know very similar to you know a sales rep that might, they might get that initial small win, that beachhead mm-hmm. to get that foot in the door <laughs> with the wedge at the edge at the wedge. I can't remember what they said, but there's some saying, anyways, get into <laughs> the account, right? So, all right, well, that makes a lot of sense. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I wanted to break in with a quick commercial. During the podcast, we sometimes talk about how to invest those hard-earned commission dollars so that you can build that freedom we are all working towards achieving. Now, I built that through 20 years of real estate investing. Now, recently, my team helped me put together a webinar on how top sales pros can create passive income and achieve financial freedom with hands-off real estate investing. Now, I'm still doing this. And as I continue to invest, I'm giving opportunity for others to learn and invest alongside of me. So if you want to learn more, go check out our webinar at hightechfreedom.com 
forward slash webinar. That is hightechfreedom.com forward slash webinar. We will also put the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Well, Bernadette, how has customer success changed over the last however many years as kind of the market changes or innovation changes? Yeah. So I got into customer success, I guess, back in the early 2000s. Um, I was at IBM and I was in sales for so long and I kind of just walked outside my comfort zone and found a ton of people that were building this cloud academy because IBM had just purchased like 25 SaaS companies and didn't know what to do with them, honestly. And uh, so I I really did get involved. I was part of the cloud academy. I built a global mentorship program for these sales reps that overnight were not sales reps anymore. They were customer success managers and they flew me all over the country to train up these teams and and kind of give them an idea on how to best approach their customers. Mm -hmm. So now fast forward, there's more structure. There isn't truly anything standard. I mean, customer success, if you, Chris Freeman, have your own company and you said customer success is, I just want to make sure that my customers don't churn. So they just might be mm, kind of glorified renewal reps or Mm. I just want to make sure my customers get all the support they need and they might be glorified support people. In a nutshell, it's not really the formal practice. So what it's come down to is today, a lot of companies are looking more at that strategic level of a job role where a CSM can see more of the orchestration of what is product doing? What is marketing doing? And how can I leverage my strategic value and bring the value to the customer along the journey so I can create advocacy and customer lifetime value? Yeah. So there was that, and that was the goal 10, 12 years ago, but now it's much more prevalent with what that practice should be like. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, I imagine so being a sales rep yourself for many, many years and then working with salespeople in your role, I'm sure you've seen some great, great sales reps out there. Any particular trait, maybe a couple of traits that stands out in your mind that you see top performers doing day in and day out? Yeah. I I would say that um, sales reps who can take a step back and enjoy the engagement and the relationship, both with their CSM then I know they're doing that with the customer as well. They can also learn a lot because if you think about it, you have sales reps that you know are going out and landing deals where a CSM is deploying a bunch of different kinds of customers and different customer journeys where they can actually provide some feedback and some knowledge to the sales rep. Hey, by the way, you told me that you're working on this one account. Do you know, I've basically had the same thing happen with one of Joe's accounts. And I just wanted to let you know that this is how we can do it. If you want to partner with me, I'll be able to explain that type of journey to the customer. So it's really important to understand all the different workings, like what is the product doing? How are they marketing it? All of the revenue the higher band of revenue that you need to secure, where is it? It's on the yeah. right side. It's yeah. all, it's, 
you know, it's your and you're talking revenue. about in the, you're talking as part of the sales cycle pre-close. Oh, do it, yeah. Huge, okay. huge fan, you know, pre-sale, get your sale, get your customer success manager. Now he, here's the thing that I was going to say. So now you can't stop me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I was going to say is that there's a lot of movement and Chris, right. I'm sure you can agree with salespeople and with CSMs. So say, for example, you're a sales rep and you just got a new job with a new company, right? You're going to get your list of customers and those customers will have some relationship if they're existing and you want to sell into them with a CSM. Your CSM is now your best friend. Get oh, to know absolutely. your CSMs, yeah. right? Make them your hero and they'll make you a hero. That's how it works. Yeah. You know? Look out for you if you build that mm -hmm. relationship early. That's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because look, in some cases, we're competing. And, you know, maybe what we have is, you know, it might be somewhat similar to what another competitor has. And, you know, customers have to make a decision. Part of their decision is based on risk mitigation. And if, you know, if they're kind of weighing, you know, hey, vendor A, vendor B, vendor C, they're, they're all pretty close. One has one thing, one has some other thing. But at the end of the day, if they can see less risk in the process of a new technology implementation, mm -hmm. That weighs a ton because that's exposure to that executive that has to write that check, that economic buyer. And Absolutely. if your CSMs are bringing in examples, showing that that adoption and operational journey, I think that lowers the perceived risk tied to that particular vendor. So it's yeah, I like the um, I like the point. Well, Burn, as we start to get uh, close to wrapping it up, anything else you, that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, I just wanted to go back on exactly what you said because it was such a good point. So when you talk about the perceived value and how a customer, you know, wants to take the least amount of risk, right? So let me just give you kind of that picture. Thanks to Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, which is what I always say to my CSMs. And um, you approach the rep and you tell them a story csms who are good storytellers there's nothing better than that they see it they've done it they can also tell a true story on how they did xyz met certain timelines made this impact to this particular customer and you know on and on and on why not why wouldn't you want to have a csm help you close that deal there's a perception out there that CSMs slow the sales cycle. It's a perception. And the way to get rid of that perception, salespeople out there, is to have that conversation with your CSM, right? Give them some meat to chew on and then have them tell you a story. If they are good storytellers, I guarantee you, your sales cycles will shorten 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if the salesperson's a good storyteller, they'll probably have more success as well. So. They'll start telling the stories. Uh, you know, you won't even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, good deal. Well, Bern, um, I know you've been working for a little while. We, we've met in a past role. So you know, part of the, the theme of this podcast is, you know, we, we work really hard to earn those commission dollars. And, you know, once we earn it, you know, how do we invest it to start to build up that freedom that we're all looking for? And I'm just curious, from your perspective, what does freedom mean to you as you kind of hmm. think about what's next? Uh, it's so easy for me. I mean, freedom for me is being plugged in to the right group of people 
where it's a partnership and we're all going for the same goal. Like it just makes me just, it's like candy. It's like ice cream. I don't even know how to explain that. It doesn't, it's not up to like the amount of money. It's not up to title. I've, I've had titles. I've had, you know, big salaries, but I've had a couple of interesting conversations where I knew who the customer, uh, the chief customer officer was, and I knew who, um, say your chief revenue officer, what, you know, who these people are. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then they plug me and I'm like, let's go after market share. Let's just do this, you know, and I would just be all over it. So I yeah. love, I love stuff like that, where it really brings in a combination of, you know, my sales background, can't get rid of it. Once, once you've done it, it never goes away. And my continuing practice of customer success. And so- uh -huh. It's out there. <laughs> I can hear the passion in your voice. I love it. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, so, Bern, if somebody would like to reach out to you, what's the best way to get in, get in touch? Yeah. So, um, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Bernadette Risley on LinkedIn or burnrisley at gmail.com. Uh, either way, it would be great to hear from you. Please. Excellent. All right. We'll put your LinkedIn uh, link in the show notes. Hey, Bern, really nice catching up with you today. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the High Tech Freedom Podcast and look forward to catching up soon. Thank you so much, Chris. It's You're been welcome. a pleasure. All right. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.